1: More interestingly, I guess, for everybody watching and indeed listening, centre-halves. Now, we said right at the top of this little segment, Joel Matip out for the remainder of the season. Don't know what that means in terms of the future for him, but we'll park that for a moment. That leaves us with Virgil van Dijk, the outstanding Jarell Kwon, who's really come to the fore this season. Ibn Himekanate, who is incredible, but has his own fitness concerns, I think it's fair to say. And Joe Gomez, who... For all his brilliance in terms of his versatility, has fitness problems, and also can't be in three different positions at once. So everyone is looking at this situation and going, will Liverpool act on it? Now, I think the place to start with this, Lewis, you've mentioned three, four potential centre-backs in your piece for the Daily Mail. Antonio Silva, Gonzalo Inacio is the name that won't go away. Usmane Diamande is another one. All three, obviously, based in Portugal. And the place to start really is Liverpool feel as though the centre back problem or the centre back position is the next place we're gonna go. We did the midfield last summer. The centre back feels like the next one. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that seems to have been that's what all the noise seems to suggest. Um I do think it's still very unlikely something happens in January. The only thing that would change that is if Canarte or well any of the three got injured really. Um and I think they're still at the very early stages of planning in that department. I mean the like I always find it surprising how much fans get sort of overexcited when you say a club's scouting a player because these clubs are generally scouting like hundreds of players a season. Um and they that that that's when they'll rattle it down and they'll have They'll have scouts all over Europe, all over South America as well, watching these players. But there are a few names that keep getting mentioned with people you talk to around football and whatever, people in the know. Um, the Anashio one seems to be the one most mentioned. I don't think that necessarily means he's the most likely to sign because this is very much early stages of the planning. Um, and there'll prob- they'll probably be a name that none of us have even heard yet that'll come to the fore. And you don't know, I think another one that has been mentioned, but this might be more just because he he's ready to step up Is the lad at Palace, Gwehi Gui. Mm-hmm. Um he's he's one of them where I think his his agents are sort of thinking, you know, like he's playing for England. He's he's probably Palace's best player or one of their best defensive players at least. And you know, he's probably ready to step up to a bigger club. Um not necessarily means that'll be Liverpool, but you know, I'm sure they'll keep tabs on him. He plays on that left side as well, which is quite interesting. And I think Enacio as well. He's left footed, and when you look at the system, I think they might look for a sort of left footed defender because with, with Trent wondering into midfield, you've sometimes seen Robo have to tuck in a bit um, into like a almost like a back three when they're in possession. So that would be really beneficial. They got a sort of left footed one that could come out to them wider areas, almost plays a bit of a wide centre back. Mm-hmm. You see, um, Gavardio play that sort of role for City. Um, but they're they're obviously watching a lot of players. Um, Portugal seems to keep being mentioned. I don't know whether that's just because I know a few people in Portugal or whatnot. But um, there's there's a there's a lad at Bayer Leverkusen as well. There's there's absolutely no chance they're going to sell one of their players in January though know, because they're obviously going for the Bundesliga title and and they're still in the Europa as well. Um. So, yeah, it's very early early stages in that they're obviously still drawing up that list of the long list of candidates and they'll go from there and keep watching them for the rest of the season and
1: see, see what business makes sense in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, of course, the way to go about it. But I think it's interesting how... Obviously, you mentioned the Portuguese thing there. Liverpool have targeted Portugal relatively successfully as well in recent years. And it does seem to be a sort of a a breeding ground that Liverpool like because they've had some joy from it, as I say. And it's interesting, obviously, January can be a bit of a volatile market and it seems to be a bit of a domino effect. You mentioned if a player was to get injured, Liverpool might need to act therefore. And obviously having names on a list at least somewhere will be useful in that circumstance. But do you think there's any chance We've seen in the past, I think it was Cody Gakpo, the Man United interest, spark Liverpool into life there. Tottenham and Louis Diaz. Do you think there's any chance that could be the case in this window as well? Because let's just say, for argument's sake, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, one of the above, suddenly take a liking to Gonzalo and Asho and make their move. Do you think Liverpool will be inclined to do something similar?
2: Yeah, they, they, they wouldn't rule it out, definitely. Um, I don't know what their FFP calculations are looking like, because they obviously did spend a lot of money in the summer. But um, yeah, I, when we saw it with Cody Gapo last summer and Diaz the year before, that they they weren't signings that they... Pl- I don't think they planned to do them in January. It was more just that they brought them forward from the summer was the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could happen. I mean, there's a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes involved in that. If that was the case, but I'm I'm sure I've got a long list of centre backs. There'll be plenty who we've not mentioned. There'll be plenty who probably we've never heard of that are on the list. Um, there's there's a case where if if a Van Dyke got injured, they might have to do a sort of short term, cheaper deal. Um, and there is a few centre-backs in the Prem who have got contracts running up in the summer who they could get on a cheap. I know the, the lad at Bournemouth, Lloyd, Lloyd Kelly, Kelly. Yeah. is one who's been mentioned before. I don't think Liverpool think he's quite good enough for them. Um, I think he's more of like, I, I'm sure he's a good player. I think he's captain Bournemouth a few times, but is he good enough for Liverpool? I'm not really sure. I've not watched him enough
1: to, to answer that, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, they could bring one forward, but I'd say it's very unlikely at this stage, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, no, it's fair enough. It absolutely is. And yeah, Lloyd Kelly one is one who we linked with him before he made the move to Bournemouth um, back in his Bristol City days. So it's not a huge surprise to see his name still doing the round. Certainly not when you consider what you mentioned a moment ago in terms of him being a left footer, can play a little bit of left back, then slot into what becomes a three. I think it does make sense for Liverpool to be looking at this market. And as I mentioned earlier, it does feel. Like, potentially the next big transfer Liverpool do, in terms of incomings, will be in the centre-half department. That's certainly the taste that I get. Um, in terms of the names, then um, obviously none of them sort of a standout candidate right now, but Antonio Silva, Diamande, release clauses on both of them. I think Diamande is around the 60-70 million mark. I think Liverpool are going to have to fork out big at some point, you would imagine.
2: Yeah, well, to be fair, seventy million is the new thirty million, and I mean, like, you're not gonna get a really good centre half for less than fifty million, really these days, are you? Um, so, yeah, they're gonna have to spend big if they want to do it. But they're they're, they're willing to spend big. They obviously spent reasonable money on Sabošla. They got McAllister on quite a well, very cheap deal, really, from Brighton. I thought, considering he'd won a World Cup and mm-hmm. was one of Brighton's best players when they got to Europe. Um, so they've definitely got the money to spend. Like they're not they're not gonna you know, pull out of any deals because they asked for seventy million or whatever. But I think the fact that their centre back sort of shortages are well documented will work against them because you know, if you're a sporting Lisbon director of football or whatever, you'll think you know, we can easily get another 20 million out of these. Um but it's interesting. I think they obviously they they've been planning for a centre back before Joel Matip got injured of course because he's obviously in his mid 30s now um or well early 30s still i suppose but he's he's not getting any younger he's not getting any quicker um but i think they've been really surprised by just how much Jarrell Quant has come on this season um i, I know i have for, for certain because you know he's on loan at Bristol Rovers last season i remember i spoke to some guy who watches them every week earlier in the season and he was saying, you know, he was good, but he wasn't like, we never saw this coming. And I think Liverpool have sort of felt the same about him. So that, I've I've written before, Jarel Quanta could be the man that saves Liverpool £100 million because they're not going to have to go out there and, and buy someone because he can genuinely step up. I've not seen him put a foot wrong all season. um, But I think they do need, regardless of that, they do need another center off because you just think... Canate has been brilliant in the last month, but do you trust him to stay fit all season? I'm not sure I do. I mean, he seems to have got over them injuries that kept kept coming up, but you never know, do you, with all the games that happen in football
1: these days. No, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. Yeah, ultimately, Daryl concert is absolutely right now. He's nigh on nailed on So, future as part of Liverpool's first team plans. But you're right. I think the John Matip outgoing situation is the one that makes us need a centre-back at some point, potentially in the summer.
0: A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes...